we've kind of lost touch a little bit with our internal intuition that we had as a kid. You know, when you're a kid, you don't think about asking someone else's opinion before you do something. You just kind of do it because you're trusting your gut. You're trusting your intuition naturally. That version of you that is inspired and excited and like looks for a challenge. You don't look for the easy way out. You look for what lights you up and gives you passion and purpose. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Witchy Wellness Radio, the show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They are actually leading the way. And today we're talking with Caitlin Spears all about bridging the gap between Western and holistic medicines and how to really feel good in your body and how it's okay not to feel okay, especially during this time of the year and holiday seasons. More about Caitlin. She's a certified health and nutrition coach, fitness coach, and founder of Complete by Caitlin. At 18, she experienced a painful rejection from the hit show America's Next Top Model, which affected her relationship with her body and food. She went on to have a successful modeling career and became a certified health and nutrition coach. Caitlin's mission is to empower individuals to feel strong, healthy, and confident focusing on both physical well-being and a profound self-realization, just like everything we love here on Witchy Wellness. I'm so excited to have a fellow Integrative Institute of Nutrition graduate here. Welcome, Caitlin, to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here and to chat with you today. And we're recording this a little bit before Thanksgiving, but I'm sure this will be airing probably in December but it's still that holiday time of year. So I know we kind of wanted to focus on that kind of it's okay not to be okay. But before we get into the meat and potatoes, how did you get from being a model or transitioning from that model, that heroine's journey into probably, you know, your own healing path of your own body into helping other people now connect with their own power, their own intuition and healing themselves too. It was a long journey. It it went from the very beginning where it was extremely tough being told by a huge TV network that basically you're not good enough at 18 years old. And then to have to figure out what that means. And then to kind of go through patterns of hating yourself, your body, and then coming back to the self-realization that Your body is the only thing you have that gets you through life. And if you can't accept it and you can't love it, it's going to be a really long and really hard life. When you're young, that's really a tough lesson to learn. So I think all of those experiences that I had led me to the path that I took. And the coolest part was that I, like you said earlier, I did end up having a really, really successful modeling career. So it didn't hinder me. It just really challenged me along the way. But all of those challenges and obstacles are what put me in the position that I'm in today to be able to help people who are going through similar things that I went through, the the body image, the, the struggles with motivation and accountability, the issues with understanding food versus good and bad, but just nutrient dense and good for you. 
all of these things that I didn't have a clue about when I was 18 years old, 21 years old. And now I just turned 29 last week. I have such a different perspective on life. And it's all because of what I went through. Beautiful. I love that. And that's why I asked these questions first, because it's about that hero's journey of like finding those challenges, those things that may feel like they knocked us down forever, but we really get to figure out who we really are. And so many of the people, every single person who's on this podcast, I get to interview myself included. There's always that that turning point or that like dark night of the soul that is actually my belief, your higher self, the universe, whatever you want to call it, guiding you to where you're supposed to go to begin with. But at the time we're like, oh, what the heck's going on? The path isn't so clear, but it's about taking those baby steps every single day. And I think body image, whether you're a model or not, is huge for a lot of women today. And we know we grew up with like the yo-yo dieting, the all these different fads. And now I feel like there's this huge reclamation. And that's why I love having people on like yourself to really connect to the intuitive part of us and what feels good for us because that's going to be different for you than it is for me and everybody else listening. So, Caitlin, could you talk to us? What are some first steps to start to connect to that part of ourselves? Or maybe how did you start to connect that intuition with your body and your nutrition and your like? I think you have to start with the outside noises quieting and the inside voices getting louder because that is what I realized that for so many years I was allowing what someone else thought about me what the people around me said I was to dictate and at the end of the day you are what you believe you are so if you allow other people's thoughts and beliefs to become what you think and you believe then that's how you'll live So the first step is quieting the external voices and raising the volume on the internal voices and realizing that your body is a machine that's speaking to you. Your gut is talking to your brain. Your brain is talking to your body. And it's all symbiotic. It's all working together. So if we can just turn the volume down on the outside and turn the volume up on the inside and start listening a little bit more each day. Take one step. You know, today I'm going to notice when I wake up how I'm feeling. Today I'm going to notice how I feel when I go on a walk. Today I'm going to notice how I feel when I make a nutrient-dense bowl of oatmeal for breakfast and I get energized afterwards. Like I'm going to take note of those little things and I'm going to remember that. And I'm going to move forward with that information because now that's my internal dialect. That's not the external dialect that everybody thinks you need to listen to. I, I think food is such a beautiful way to build that relationship with that internal dialect that you're talking about. And I know we wanted to bring up the holidays and like, it's okay to not be okay because whether it's traveling, whether it's seeing family, whether, you know, seasonal depression, even if like you're in sunny Florida, sometimes it still hits. It doesn't matter if it's sunny all the time. How, how do you deal with, you know, what's coming up, especially seasonally, but just accepting that it's okay not to be that perfect sun, shiny self all the time. I did a lot of self-reflecting this past week because I had a really, really good week, but I was noticing a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, and a lot of 
kind of like brattiness. You know, when you you catch yourself being someone that you absolutely hate, that you know you're not that person, but you're just in this mood, you have this anxiety like looming out of you because of travel, like you said, or family or exhaustion. And I think the first step is just acknowledging it, acknowledging that, hey, I am being a little bit of a brat or, hey, I am being a little rude or I am feeling depressed and anxious and I'm allowing those emotions to overtake me in my daily life. And then it's accepting it. It's acknowledging, it's accepting. And then if you've heard anyone during that time, it's apologizing. It's apologizing to yourself. It's apologizing to the people around you. And I myself even had to apologize to like my boyfriend. I'm like, hey, look, I'm so sorry that I was a brat today. Like, I'm so sorry that I was just like a ball of anxiety and like, I'm gonna work to do better. And so that's kind of like a really good place to start, you know, acknowledge, accept, and apologize if that's something you need to do because we're all going through it. We're all living the human experience. We all experience seasonal anxiety, seasonal depression. Your circadian rhythm is off. The sun is setting at 5.30. Everything is a little bit off. If you're if you're a woman, your hormones are probably all off. There's just so many things that you're balancing. So accept, acknowledge, apologize. I love a simple system like that, like system and acronyms too. Like, oh, just it, it just ingrained that perfection is part of my brain. It's just like, oh, yes, making it simple, a system checklist. But <laughs> I, I so agree. And if you think about like this, see, everything's a cycle. You know, the time is not linear. As women, our bodies go in a cycle every month, the moon cycle, the tides, the the seasons, like you said, and the fall is kind of like the PMS of the year. It's going to start bringing up all of that stuff, maybe like the more anxiety or that that bratty side, like you said, like all these things that were kind of there underneath the radar. That's what that's what's been. And I'm laughing because this road trip, of course, you were the one who brought up, let's bring this topic up before, you know, before the interview. I'm like, oh my God, that has been me. I'm on like almost a month long trip visiting family and stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's literally what's been coming up for me too. Of course, of course. And now that I'm thinking about it, getting to talk with you, have some self-reflection, a lot of meditation. We've been doing cold plunges yeah. outside, which have been amazing because we both live in Florida. Caitlin does too. It's hard to do an outside cold plunge in Florida. I will say that much. Um, but just acknowledging myself that like it's okay not to be okay and to keep doing those things that help me remind me who I am. I don't have to be perfect and happy and just like bubbly, but just like keep showing up and remember how strong I am. Like that's kind of my message that's been coming up underneath the bratty, underneath the anxiety. It's like, no, you can do this. You can do this. This is just kind of keeping me from that next level of success. And of course, the winter is kind of the period of the year. So really good time for deep reflection, all that kind of stuff. So anybody listening, whether you listen to this now or later, really take take stock of what's coming up and from a non- non-judgmental point of view. And I know like, we'll bring this back to food a little bit and nutrition because when we're constantly in fight or flight, I used to say this when I still health coach to my clients, it doesn't matter how much superfoods or kale you eat. If you're constantly stressed out, 
or in fight or flight, your body's still, it won't be able to even digest it. So Caitlin, could you walk us through that balance between, you know, processing these emotions, the fight and flight aspect, and getting into that rest and digest to, to be able to really fuel yourself in, in all senses of the word. Kind of bringing it back to what we've been talking about, you know, especially in these winter months, it's extremely easy to get stressed out. It's extremely easy to not take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So I think it ties into as the season is shorter, you know, with the days, they become much shorter. What I like to tell my clients is you have to make sure that your daytimes are full of the things that light you up and your evenings are full of the things that manage your stress. Because those nighttime hours, you're not going to be productive. You, If you try to be productive, you're going to stress yourself out. Like you said, your cortisol levels are going to rise, and it doesn't matter how much good food you're eating. If you're stressed out, your body's reaction is chemical. So it does not matter what you're eating or how much you're going to the gym if your stress levels are all the way up here. So what I think is super beneficial, especially as we're talking about this in the winter months, and you can kind of flip flop as you go into the summer months, if someone's listening to this like a year from now, is do the most important things of your day, your your routines, and the most important part of your job, your work, talk to the most important people, do that in the daytime hours. Do that in the hours that your circadian rhythm is hitting, that you're feeling good, your stress levels are relatively low. And then as it becomes night, this is winter. It's time to relax. It's time to recover. It's time to rest. If your body is stressed out, it's telling you something. It's telling you, hey, I need a break. I need to slow down and you need to be okay with that. And that's tough because if you're anything like me, a lot of the stress comes from slowing down because I want to do everything right now. I'm very go, go, go. I want things done. I'm very like organized. I put it all together, you know, Monday through Friday, but sometimes our body needs a break. And so it's really bringing it back to mindfulness. It's really becoming more in tune with your body and what your body needs, not what you think you need, but what you actually need. It's funny because last night I was meditating and I'm like, all right, we're going to kind of, our trip's about to end. Who do I want to be? Like, how do I want to act when I come back to my normal life, quote unquote? And it's like, I want to cut off at five o'clock. I want to have time. I love cooking. I just want to cook. I want to relax. I want to tune it down because that mind wants to just keep going more and more and more. But I know I can do it, but one, it's going to stress myself out. And two, I can't fall asleep. If I keep going, 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 going. So it's this huge snowball effect. And I think sometimes we get caught up. I know myself too. The overachiever part wants to just do more, more, more. Rather than that intentional, doing that vibrational work first. Meaning getting into alignment, grounding yourself. Kind of like you said, first thing. Doing those important things that take care of you first. Before jumping into the to-do list. And the X, Y, Z. So how do you, you know, somebody who's balancing healing and like doing this inner work, because like, even if it's just healing your food and your body, that's still really, really deep work. That's going to bring up a lot 
of emotions, a lot of unprocessed stuff. How do you balance, you know, that that commitment and that that discipline with still giving yourself the grace, you know, to be human? I don't think it's necessarily something that's easy. You know, I think we all kind of do that in our own ways. For me, what helps me a lot, what I've found helps me with my emotional release. I always used to think I wasn't a journaler. I wasn't a girl who would write things down. And I know when you say journaling, you're like, oh, so taboo. Like everybody has a journal, a daily journal or whatever. But there's something so therapeutic about just putting a pen to a piece of paper and getting it out. Because as humans, we are literally energy. We are energy floating around on a huge ball of energy in the middle of space. So when you hold all of that energy inside of you, it gets to a point where you feel like you're going to explode because everything is just pushed down and pushed down and pushed down. Your emotions are pushed down. Your uh, mental health is pushed down. Your physical health is pushed down. So when you write about it, when you put your emotions on paper, you're able to release you're able to feel better. And when we're able to release, we're able to go on, like you said, and still enjoy our lives and still get work done and still show up for ourselves. But that comes because you create routines. Routines are the only thing that are going to help you have these healthy lifestyle shifts that you want. If you're dealing with a lot of like emotional stress, you need to create a healthy routine around whatever's stressing you out. Maybe that's journaling. Maybe that's working out. Maybe that's a walk with your dog. Maybe that's a hot bath at the end of the night listening to your favorite song. Maybe that's reading a book. Whatever it is, you have to create a routine around it because that routine is going to allow you to release that stress and release those emotions every single day. And a daily release is what everybody needs. I think of the book that your body keeps the score, like the energy unprocessed even from a little kid, is stored in our body. So it's like energetic hygiene, right? To do those practices. We take a shower every day. You know, we wash our face. We get energetically, emotionally, mentally. These things really help clear out and allow in the ideas and the the intuition, the downloads, the, the guided next step and just really learning to trust yourself. Yeah. And more importantly, the universe at large. So I know this is a big part of like your story and what you do. Could you kind of talk more about how to start to learn to trust those signs and the universe and like doing the emotional hygiene work and then also being open to receive and trust those signs and like take take the next steps? I think everybody has to start out in their own way at their own time. You can't just, also, I think a lot of people get confused. They think that the universe has to like show you a butterfly and that means you're ready or the universe has to specifically tell you this sentence and like, you're just gonna know. I don't think it even has to be a physical sign like that. I think you just sometimes feel it. I think a lot of us have it. And sometimes we're trained in today's society to almost push down that feeling of like, oh, I think that this feels right. This feels like what I should be doing because society has conditioned us to do what society thinks is right and not what we deep inside at our root feel is right. So we've kind of lost touch 
a little bit with our internal intuition that we had as a kid. You know, when you're a kid, you don't think about asking someone else's opinion before you do something. You just kind of do it because you're trusting your gut. You're trusting your intuition naturally. But as we get older, we lose touch because society conditions us to lose touch. So it's honestly, it's getting back to that like child version of yourself, that version of you that is inspired and excited and like looks for a challenge. You don't look for the easy way out. You look for what lights you up and gives you passion and purpose. And if you go that direction, you're going to start to feel these things inside of you and maybe around you, depending on who you are, but things are just going to line up. It, it won't always be easy. I don't want anyone to think like, I believe that it's going to be an easy journey and it's just going to line up and you're going to have everything you've ever wanted. That's not at all what I believe. I just believe that the universe is there to guide you, challenge you, build you up, redirect you in whatever form or way or shape that it feels necessary. You just have to understand you've got to dig a little deeper to receive it sometimes. And I listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you listen to them a lot, but last night I couldn't fall asleep. So I put some on just to listen to. And that's what they were talking about was like all of that. You were saying rejection as a redirection. All that stuff that we might not want is actually clarifying what we do want. It's building that desire. We, We get the clarity and we also are able to appreciate when we do get that manifestation or what we do want into our life more than we would if we didn't really understand the other other side of it. So I love how you say the re- uh, rejection is a redirection. And I think it's like that clarifying too, the redirection to to your desire, to your purpose, to who you really are. Yeah. And I one of the mantras that I always, always, always say is everything is always working out for me. And, and of course, rejection is a redirection, is not just another way to be able to, to say that. So whatever resonates with everybody listening, to just understand that, yes, everything is happening for you, doesn't mean that it's going to be a walk in the park, right? It's about overcoming, like Caitlin was saying, it's, it's challenge you. Because if we were just like love and butterflies and rainbows all the time, I don't think we would be here. We wouldn't grow. Like we need that contrast. So I guess with that concept of the contrast and the rejection as a redirection, like what do you tell yourself, Caitlin? Like when you feel like, because I know I still have the anxiety and the victimhood still comes up. How do you accept that's how you're feeling? But how do you, I guess, redirect yourself to kind of climb that emotional scale to be like, I got this. This is just a redirection. Like amp yourself up. How do you work with yourself through that? I think two things. For me, I've always found movement to be very therapeutic. So if ever I'm like having one of those weeks where I feel very down on myself or my business, or I don't feel like I've come far enough or that I'm not doing good enough, I go and move. I go and get a sweat in. I feel so much better after that. And then almost, do you remember the video a long time ago where the little girl was in the mirror and she's like, I'm strong, I'm confident, I am beautiful. Sometimes I think we forget to be our own cheerleaders. 
We forget that like you need to tell yourself every day that you're strong, confident, capable, and the universe is on your side. And that's exactly what I do. I tell myself that every single day, even on the days I may not believe it, because if you just keep saying it over and over and over again, that belief, that instillment, it comes back. It comes back around because you're doing it every single day. You're showing up for you even on those hard days. So the movement is my therapy. And then the exertion of the words is my physical. It just gets me through it. It gets me there. It helps me to be that little girl in the mirror who believes that she is strong, confident, and capable of whatever she puts her mind to, even if it isn't going to be easy. Mm. Yes, I, I, that video is like ingrained in my memory. It's so freaking cute, but it's so powerful, right? So and like we get to speak to that part of ourselves, that little inner child, that little girl inside of us that just probably might be scared or might be mad. She just wants to go play or move her body. Like you said, like just being able to speak to that part of ourselves, I think for me is helpful. Nine times out of 10, it's always moving my body. It's always like I have a trampoline, one of those like small rebounders. I just, even if it's just jumping on that, because like who as a kid, I who doesn't love trampolines? Who doesn't love just jumping around and like being goofy, shaking that energy up? Because when it becomes so stagnant, it just it becomes really heavy. And sometimes the, the longer we kind of allow that to settle. It, it's harder to come out, but it's not because we're avoiding it. It's because we we are just so used to that energy. So it's just about doing little things different for me. It's okay if I still feel anxious. It's okay if I still feel like that victim, but I'm going to still show up and take care of myself, love myself, remind myself of the things like you just mentioned, my little hype girl, my inner child hype girl over here to really start to slow down the momentum and redirect yeah. it toward towards the positive. Yeah. And I, I think just touching on what you just said, you know, this past week when I was feeling really like anxious, all I wanted to do was stay in bed and, and sleep because I think that's what our natural instinct is, is to just like hide under the covers and not wake up. But as soon as I walked out the door, smelled the fresh air, felt the wind, saw the, it wasn't even sunny. It was like rainy, felt the rain on my skin. Like it doesn't even have to be good weather. It can be the snow. It's like getting that energy and just putting it outside in the earth where it belongs. Because I think there's so much validity to just grounding, to just, you know, taking your shoes off and putting your feet in the water or the grass or the dirt or whatever it is. Like it's energetic. And so I know we naturally want to stay inside when we feel awful and we feel like we don't want to see anyone, but I promise you even getting outside for three minutes will make you feel somewhat better. Yes, yes, yes. Grounding, grounding, grounding. There's just something, even just you said, smelling the fresh air, doesn't matter if it's hot, cold, rainy, snowy, it helps you reconnect. It brings you back to the present moment, really. For me, that's my experience is like when I'm anxious, I am just like, worried about the future, worried about what I did wrong. You know, it's just like you're so stuck up here in your head, right? And that makes so much sense going into nature, moving your body. We're just bringing ourselves back to the present, bringing ourselves back to our bodies. And that's really re reclaiming that divine feminine part of us, you know, listening to the show, witchy wellness. It's about 
embodying ourselves, embodying that divine feminine and the masculine, but the feminine is so of the body and the body feeling, sensing, and it really doesn't have to be complicated. You know, if you take anything away from this, it can be just going outside to smell the fresh air, drinking your cup of tea, tasting every bite of that piece of chocolate. Like it doesn't, doesn't have to be complicated. Um, but I wanted to ask you, Caitlin, about, I've talked a lot about processing emotion. It's okay with being not okay. Yeah. But then people listening to the show, I know have gone through their some sort of a healing journey. A lot of women listening to this want to give back. They have these ideas and, and like they know that they're being called for more. And I know you talk a lot about ways to put your ideas into the universe, you know, kind of co-create with the universe. So if you're feeling inspired or have this like inkling of like doing something or creating how do you approach this in your life? I think bringing it back to the conversation that we've had this entire time about being a child is yeah. look at it from a perspective of you as a seven-year-old kid. You should be writing about it. You should be talking about it. You should be dreaming about it. You should be asking questions. If you were seven years old and you had a dream, you'd be telling your parents and your friends about it. You'd be talking about it. You'd be writing about it. You'd be asking questions or watching you know, maybe nowadays you'd be watching YouTube videos about it or watching movies about it, whatever that is. Like the more you can write about it, talk about it, think about it and believe about it, the more realistic it's going to become. And the more clear your path in whatever that is, is also going to become. So don't be silent. Don't be stagnant. You don't have to go out and immediately quit your job and do something else. Just start putting in the the day-by-day legwork. Ask the questions, show up, watch the movies, be around people who are involved in that. Like do the little things because those little things are going to lead you to where you need to be. It's all about those little steps and you don't need to know the whole picture. You know, it's just one step at a time. I would love to hear, I know we talked, we brought really wide range of topics here, but how do you help other people who are going on this journey how can they get a hold of you and like what capacity can they work with you if they're interested in learning more? Absolutely. I do one-on-one coaching where I take my clients through 12 weeks of health coaching process. I use a four-step method that I've created, the Kate method. It's connect, approach, integrate, and transform. During those 12 weeks, we work through mindset blocks. We work through nutrition, fitness, routines, all the things it takes to build a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. And if you're like, maybe I don't need one-on-one coaching. I don't need you to hold my hand. I don't need you to be there for me every single week. I am launching a brand new course, the Look Good, Feel Good Academy, which is going to be a live launch, meaning I'll be there for 12 weeks doing live Q&As with the entire group of everyone who joins the course. So you're still going to get led through the method. You're still going to learn how to create that life you love. You're just not going to have that one-on-one and it's a lot more affordable. So it just depends on, you know, what you need right now in your life and what you can afford. So I have options for both and you can find all the information on all of my programs at caitlinspears.com and all of my social medias are Caitlin Shea Spears. Amazing. So if somebody's listening and thinking, well, maybe I need kind of coaching, maybe not, I'm on the fence. Who is this for? Like, who is your ideal client, like ready to jump in? Because sometimes 
We think we can do it ourselves, but having that accountability, even if it's in a group, yeah. can help so much. I think for me, most of my ideal clients are people who've been struggling for years. You know, whether that's they have weight they want to lose, but they want to lose it the right way. They want to lose it holistically. They want to feel better. They want to look good in their own. They want to feel good in their own skin. They want to have that confidence. They want to radiate confidence and they just don't know where to start. They've tried everything. They're confused. And like you said, they just need that accountability and that motivation and maybe that step by step roadmap to help them get there from someone who has been helping people for a while and has a lot of proven results under their belt. Um, and if anyone is listening, wants a free guide, I have a free guide to anyone who's lacking um, motivation, mindset or money blocks. So you can find that on my website as well. It's completely free and it will help you to kind of take that first step in unlocking the mindset it takes to get where you want to be going. Beautiful, beautiful mindset, right? Is everything. Um, we covered a lot today, Caitlin, but was there anything else on your heart that you wanted to touch on before we start to close the show out today? You know, I can't think of anything. I think, you know, we did touch on something that was really near and dear to me right now, which is the, the holiday seasonal depression. It's, you know, if anyone listening is listening right now during the holidays, I'm just want you to know you're not alone. Like the holidays can be really, really amazing, but they can also be one of the most stressful times of the year. And it can lead to anxiety, depression, fears. So just know you're not alone. Know we're all going through it in our own way. And if you feel like you need help, always reach out. Friend, family member, loved one, professional help is something we all need all the time. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin, for coming on here. We close the show the same way every week. How may we, as the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you in return today? I would love for anyone who needs it just to go and check out my free guide. It is completely free. And I truly believe that it can help a lot of people unlock their mindset, unlock that next level of motivation that they need just to get started. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for coming on. It was such an honor to hold this space with you today. 